precies. Hersi left us. Hersi left me. Those questions, hè? They can rise sometimes from the heart. Will the Lord cast off forever? Dus his promise. His promise. Veel forevermore. Maybe, maybe the Lord has spoken to you in the past. You cannot deny that. But the fulfillment of his word. Has God forgotten to be gracious? And sometimes there can be times, as parents, when you see your children wandering in life, eh, seeming aimlessly, without purpose. What I said this morning, with much anxiety through life, and you wonder, what about their baptism? Lord, Lord, have thou forgotten to be gracious to them? Maybe it is you here tonight. In times past you could sing of the mercies of the Lord. But now it is. You, 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 you seek direction in life. And it seems no one hears. With the psalmist you have to say, is his mercy clean gone forever? Friends, there are times, that are seasons in life in spiritual life, that there is a spiritual dryness. Now, it is of course very tempting that I will give you a whole list of reasons. But you know, if you cannot deny God's grace in your life, you know those times in your life. When it feels that the Lord... uh, does not hear our prayers, that it feels distant, and he does not seem to see your pain or frustration. It seems that the Lord is distant, refusing to remove your struggle or change your circumstances. Sometimes we can come to a place where that we even don't know what to pray. And Scripture... It seems empty of its meaning. Friends, in summary, God is missing. So it seems. That. That is going on in this psalm. Experiencing a missing of God's presence. And missing His presence is a wilderness experience. Where are you tonight? Where are you? Times in your life that you came to the sanctuary, to this church, seeking and seeing the Lord at work, His power and His glory. Verse 2, Psalm 63, or with the psalmist in 66, Come and see the works of the God. God make a joyful noise unto God. Praise, sing to Him. But now, You say, oh God, I am in a dry 
en turstilent. En Frans, dit is de eerste keer dat ik in Zuiden al beter ben, maar ik denk dat ik niet moet uitleggen wat de drie en turstilent is. Maar wat ik bedoel is dit: je gaat door de motions. Church's life is not experienced as it was before. Uh, it seems that the Lord does not know our need. And, and sermons, it seems they don't touch me. Look, there is an option, of course. Eh? The moralism reads and, and explains this Psalm 63 as, I seek the Lord, I thirst for him, I long for him, I bless him, I remember him, I rejoice him, I, 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 what I must do and what I must do, and then, then I experience his love and help. But the gospel tonight is, because of thy loving kindness, Verse 3. As I have seen in the sanctuary. That is remembered. Even in the wilderness. The sanctuary, his presence. His presence is remembered in times of spiritual dryness. The wilderness of life. Because of thy loving kindness. And because thou hast been my help. Verse 7. And therefore I will rejoice. And early, earnestly will I seek thee. And therefore, my soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee. And be honest tonight, when, when you miss the Lord's presence, is it not a wilderness? Is it not? A wilderness is an experience like an uninhabited, inhospitable place, a place of disfavor, so it seems, a place of neglect and abandonment. But friends, a wilderness is also a place that removes distractions in your life, a place which tests the heart. Een spiritual wilderness is something like what you read in Psalm 61. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed. And it seems no one, and even God does not hear. Een spiritual wilderness is something like Psalm 62. My soul waits longs for God, and it seems. The wait is so long. Or as experienced in Psalm 63, I'm in a dry and thirsty land and no water. My soul thirsts longs for the living water. Christ, where are you? Where are you this evening? How is your life? How is your life? Does it seem to be in a holding pattern? Eh? When you like a plane in the air approaching a busy airport and you circle and you circle? Or, or more personal? It seems that you have come used to a spiritual dryness in your life. Friends, how is your spiritual life? 
If there is a spiritual life in you. Verse, verse 11, I will come back to that later. The mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. That is outwardly going to church, but no need of Christ. Your life is a lie. It shall be stopped sooner or later. How is your spiritual life? When you cannot deny by grace, oh God, thou art my God. But that were other times. Let us then briefly meditate with the help of let us briefly meditate and with the help of the Lord on this brief psalm, just 11 verses. So that each of us, so that each of us, regardless of where you are in life, of whatever you have brought into church again this evening, maybe the same things that you carry this morning, also this evening. Whatever is going on in your life, so that each of us may leave this place for this new week. Oh God, thou art my God because of his loving kindness. And he has been my help. Or young people, young people in contemporary language, oh God, you are my God because of your steadfast love. And you have been my help. First then, his loving kindness. What is that? Three aspects. What it is, why it is, and how his loving kindness ought to transform us. The Lord says, O God, the psalmist cries out, O God, thou art my God because of thy loving kindness. And, and the word loving kindness here in the Old you know, is the word geset. Now, I'm not going to teach you Hebrew. We have an Old Testament professor for that, but remember, geset. And, and geset that speaks of God's character, who he is. Unfailing love, steadfast love. Favor, faithful love, gracious love, goodness, kindness. In general, attending to the needs of his creatures. Attending to the needs of you and me, us as a congregation. And what we confess also tonight with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, which mean, as we confess also, with the words of the Heidelberg Catechism, that his almighty and ever-present power, whereby as it with his hand he still upholds heaven and earth and all creatures, so he upholds you and me, and governs them, that leaf and blade, rain and rot, fruitful and, yes, barren years. Those times in life like a desert and wilderness. Food and drink, health and sickness, riches and poverty. Indeed, all things come to us, not by chance, but by his fatherly hands. That is his loving kindness to you. And me. Undeserved. The Lord attests in Micah that he delights in loving kindness. 
Hoe is een God like unto us? Dat pardons iniquity. En passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He reigns not his anger forever. Because he delights in gesset. In kindness. In mercy. Or with the words of Psalm 130. Let Israel, let the congregation hope in the Lord. For, and that is who he is. For the Lord, there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. Friends, that is the loving kindness of the Lord. Abundant, good, great in extent, everlasting. Abundant, for example, Psalm 86. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion... Gracious, long-suffering, plenteous in mercy. And he has neither dealt with us nor rewarded us according to our sins. To our sins. To our sins. Abundant in loving kindness. The Lord is good. Psalm 109. O God, the Lord... For thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good. Is great in extent. Psalm 33. The earth is full of the gesset, kindness, goodness of the Lord. And it is everlasting. Psalm 118. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Because his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say. That his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say. For his guest that his mercy endures forever. Let them now that fear the Lord. You who fear the Lord. Now say that his mercy endures Forever. Is it not? If you look upon yourself. And if you cannot deny the work of the Lord in your heart and life. And to be concrete. If, if the Lord has given you a place around this table. Can you not attest this night. But his mercy endures forever. Congregation. That is the loving kindness of the Lord. Who he is. And for who? For a people like you and me. By nature, fallen people. Broken people. Sinners. Yeah, not in, in, generals, not in general terms, but, but I am a sinner before God. And yet in his loving kindness. In his general care and concern. For each of us. He walks after us. He provides for us. He cares for us. In every way. For every need. Friends. Pause for a moment this evening. And maybe you are planning already. Your entire week that is coming. 
But pause, please. Pause for a moment this evening and see the undeserving loving kindness of the Lord towards you. What more? His loving kindness is especially shown in the work of salvation. By sending his only and beloved son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to this world for the people like you and me. That there is redemption and deliverance from your sin. When you have encountered your sin. By grace in your life. That, that there was a time that you pleaded with the Lord. Psalm 25. Remember not the sins of my youth. Nor my transgression. According to thy mercy. To thy gesset. Remember. Thou me for thy goodness sake. O Lord. Have you ever prayed this? Did you pray this? Is it not? Loving kindness. Loving kindness is making one from death to life and keeping alive. Psalm 119, revive me according to thy loving kindness. He draws to himself through his loving kindness. Congregation, we did not deserve anything. And yet, he shows mercy, loving kindness to thousands. So we read this morning out of Exodus 20. It is his loving kindness that he brings you to church also this evening. It is his loving kindness that he reminds us through his word who he is and wants to be for sinners such as you and me. And who he is and will be for each of his children. Why is that? Why is that? Because there is anything in us, any merit that we deserve, his kindness, because we seek him early, eh, speaking with the words of the psalmist, because I thirst for him, because I remember him, meditate on him. That is what moralism and legalism are. If you seek him and long for him, then I experience his loving kindness. Or, or no, 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 I need to seek him earnestly. I, I really need to long for him. And only then may, may, maybe I experience his steadfast love. But how much is earnestly? What is enough? Friends, the good and gracious gospel of this evening is not, not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite now? Could my tears forever flow? Oh, could never sin erase? Thou must save and save by grace. Nothing, friends, nothing in my hands I bring. Have you learned that? I don't know, I don't ask how much. But in principle, have you learned this? But the cross, where God's loving kindness was most displayed. In Christ on the cross, when he called out, I thirst, 
so that you can thirst after him. And echo with the words of Psalm 42, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And therefore it is he who invites even now, if anyone, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Then it is Christ on the cross who was given vinegar, so that you, being in a dry and thirsty land, where there is no water, so that you can receive the living water, Christ, who invites again, whoever believes in me. As the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow waters of living water. And he says to you, no, no, to everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. That it is Christ on the cross whose body, whose flesh was broken. So that your flesh can long for him. Even when you have to say at times, my flesh and my heart fails. But oh wonder of grace. And that only and because of Christ. But God, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion Forever. That it is Christ on the cross. Whose soul was exceeding sorrowful. Even unto death. So that your soul. Can thirst after him. Even in times that you have ex- experienced. Why are thou so cast down. Cast down O oh my soul. And why are thou disquieted within me. But because of Christ, tell your soul, tell your struggling soul, hope in God. He is the health of my countenance and my God. That it is Christ who left this this place of glory, so that you may see His glory first too. So that you can leave this place, leave this church again and say, we have seen Jesus. In the wilderness. And have experienced. With the words of Hosea. I says the Lord. Will allure her. And bring her into the wilderness. And there. And there in the wilderness. I will speak comfortably. Unto her. Should this. Should Christ. Who he is. For such one as you are. What he has accomplished, what you and I never could and can do, or this not to transform us, to seek him early, to seek him earnestly, to thirst, to thirst after him again, and to long for him because of his loving kindness. Friends, to whom else shall you then go? When you are in a dry and thirsty land, in the wilderness of your life. Here is one Christ himself. Christ who urges you. Kindly. Graciously. Generously. Come. And let the one who here say come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever. Do you hear? No one excluded. Whoever will. Let him take the water of life. Freely, O God, Thou art my God. Because of His loving kindness in Christ, 
Humbling is a not. Hopeful? Oh yes. Even in the wilderness of life that you can sing. Thy loving kindness is better than life. And my lips shall praise thee. But also to learn by grace that in the wilderness it is God's way to wean us from the most precious things of this world and to rest in Him and to lean on Him and Him alone. Our second thought, O God, you are my God because, because of His help. And again, three aspects, what it is, what help is, why it is, and how his help ought to transform us. And verse 7, because thou hast been my help. Now, what is meant by help? It points, it points to be assisted by someone else, supported by another. It shows us our needs, our helplessness. We are vulnerable. Our weakness in need of another. When the cry is in the heart, the experience of the psalmist, and, and, and maybe your experience, Psalm 22, why art thou so far from helping me? That can be the wilderness experience. It seems no one is to, to help. Psalm 27, hide not thy face from me. You, you, you long for his presence. Eh? When you see one's face, such one is in your presence. Hide not thy face from me, thou art my helper. Psalm 30, hear me, O Lord, have mercy, be thou my helper. Psalm 38, make haste to help me, O Lord. And Psalm 40, think upon me. Think upon me, for thou art my help and my deliverer. Friends, why, 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 why is that cry? Is it not an echo of Christ's work applied in your heart by the Spirit because of Christ? When he cried out on the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? When he experienced there is none to help, so that you may experience his help and his presence, his very present in trouble. Oh, blessed are those whose help is in the God's of Jacob, Jacob's, those in need. He is their help. He is your shield and help. That is sure and certain. And maybe you have to be reminded of this this night. Because even, and note, even in the wilderness, the psalmist remembers that the Lord has been his help. And verse says, I remember. Verse 7, thou hast been my help. Something he remembers from the past. And verse 2, I have seen thee in the sanctuary. And, and, and maybe you recognize this. And you lay in bed this evening and you meditate and you think things over and you reflect. 
in times when you think, experience, where, where, where is God in all of this? And you even lay awake at night, you experience what the psalmist says in verse 6, missing God's presence, and you travel the memory lane. And you cannot deny the Lord's work in your life, but, but that was the past. You cannot deny that there were times that you were seeking him and thirsted after him and longed for him. But, but if, if I would ask you now tonight, and just between your soul and the Lord, if I would ask you, has he been your help? When you cry to him in distress, hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. Did he not answer you? And when looking back in your life, and you may say, despite who I am before him and ought to be, can you not testify this evening by grace? He has never left me, nor forsaken me. This I may say, by grace, the Lord is my helper. Has he been not your help? Experience, I am poor and needy. Yet the Lord thinks upon me, thou art my help. To whom else shall you then go? In a dry and thirsty land. And the psalmist says, Thy right hand upholds me. Verse 8, That is his help. That is your only hope and help. He upholds you, sustains you, carries you, even now. Oh, fear then, not says the Lord, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Oh, God, thou art my God. Are you not joining the psalmist? Humbling is it not? In the midst of the wilderness, maybe coming to church with all your cares, maybe marriage challenges or anxieties in your young life, disappointments and concern. And, and, and you came this evening, but honestly, eh, life was so overwhelming. And not a seeking, and not a longing, and not a thirsting for him. And then to hear, and then to hear from the living God to his living word, I help you, seek me. Well, I may be found. I uphold you so that you long for me again. So that you may say, refresh, I have longed for thy salvation. And thy word is my delight. I am the living water, says this Savior, this substitute, this living Christ. So that you thirst, not after the things of the year and now. But after me again. Oh God. You are my God. And therefore. I will seek him early in the morning. Earnestly. 
as I mentioned in my prayer, when I see so many young couples in this congregation, set time aside. Set time aside for devotions together and prayer. Seeking Him. And that is very different than picking up your phone and check the messages or the latest Instagram or the latest Facebook. When Martin Luther knew that he had a busy day ahead of him, he prayed an hour longer. Spent time in Scripture. When you want to know someone better, you want to be in his or her presence. So it is with the word, with the Lord. He will meet you through his word. Meeting him in scripture. So that, you, so that you become more acquainted with him personally. To get to, to, get to know him more through his word and work. But also to getting to know yourself more. So that you need him more and more. It is personal tonight, friends. Our text words says, My God, my God. Pause for a moment, realize his word. My God, the creator, my creator of the universe, for whom nothing is too small or too little, this great and awesome God, my God in Christ, my Redeemer. My God that is to experience, he is my rock, my refuge, my fortress, my deliverer, my strength. That is his offer to you this evening, regardless where you are in life. I want to be your God, says the Lord. Because of my loving kindness in Christ. Because of his help for Christ's sake. He is present and you may experience his presence even now. And he meets you even in a season of spiritual dryness. And lifts you up through his living water of his loving kindness. His gesset and his help. That is his grace. And that is his mercy. That is his favor towards you for Christ's sake. But congregation, do you then begin to see the gripping seriousness of the reality of the verses 9 to 11? But those that seek my soul, and that is not just for the psalmist, maybe in your life as well, enemies, but ultimately they are God's enemies for God's children, Those who resist Christ, they are their own gods. They don't need him. They don't seek him. They don't thirst for him. Well, he in his loving kindness and help reaches out to them. This gripping reality, they, if they continue to resist this Christ, this Savior, this loving kindness, his help, They shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall. And the mouth of them that speak lies. That are hypocrites. eh? 
God's word is very real. Very honest. Hypocrites, they shall be stopped. Verse 11. Where are you in life? Where are you in life? There are only two kinds of people in this world, eh? here in Monarch. It's not a third way. Two kinds of people. You are humbled to repentance by his loving kindness and help. And that you say or sigh by grace, O God, thou art my God. You cannot miss him anymore. And in experience in his presence, there is a fullness of joy. Experience in him, there is a total satisfaction. It is a feasting, verse 5. Or, and that's the other option. You are your own God. You have no need of Him. Oh, friends. Maybe I will never return to this place. But I urge you as an ambassador of this loving and helping Christ, this Savior who has given him freely, turn to him now. Don't delay. Don't despise the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long-suffering Do you not know that the goodness of God, His loving kindness and helps, leads you to repentance? To learn more and to experience more His loving and kind grace. As Horatius Bonar once wrote, Not what I am, O Lord, but what Thou art. That, that alone can be my soul true rest. Thy love, not mine, bids fear and doubt depart and stills the tossed and tempest heart. O God, Thou art my God. And therefore, will the Lord cast off forever? No, no, no. Does his promise fail forever? Never. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Oh, he is more than gracious. Because of thy loving kindness, and therefore my lips shall praise thee. And because thou hast been mine help, And therefore in the shadow of thy wings, in his protection, I will rejoice. Here in the beginning, and sometimes with faltering words, but then forever and ever, through him, through him alone, whose presence, whose presence goes before him, goes before us.
Voor Christ's sake. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, we'll grant a blessing upon thy word. That we taste and see that the Lord is good. But also what a gripping reality. If we continue to resist thee in thy loving kindness and in thy help. The Lord will bless thy word in the midst of the congregation, that it might bear fruit in all of our life. Remember us in the furnace of this week, that we often may meditate upon thy word, and even that it is Tuesday or Wednesday or Friday that we testify by grace. O God, thou art my God, and that for Christ's sake. Amen.